What's going on, Mike, man? What's going on with you? Nothing much, man. Nothing much. Just grinding out. Uh, almost done with my CCIM, which is a Certified Commercial Investment Management designation for commercial real estate. Um, I'm on my last class now, and hopefully I'll test out in April because they only allow you to test out twice a year, believe it or not. So hmm. I got to find that right time that it fits in within my schedule too. But working on that, man, and then just, just getting the team going. But uh, nothing else beyond that. What about you? Uh, not much. I saw you got the obsessed uh, little little uh, yeah. jar there, and then not too long ago, I think you put out the little. Oh, I thought that was the from the 10x growth thing. You know what I mean? No, so I my mom actually got me this for um, Christmas, and she literally looked at my old laptop, and I had a five pillar sticker. I had the obsessed from 10x growth kind. I had all that stuff, and she got this made for me Ooh. with my company colors and then my name on there. So Ooh. shout out. Yeah, appreciate ya. But yeah, this is it's a nice one, man. So and look, it says obsessed with financial intelligence. I don't know if y'all can see that. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Nice, man. You got shout out to Mom Dukes, man. She's uh hooking me up with the the nice yeah. stuff on there. But yeah, um, I don't I got don't got too much going on today. Well, today actually I'm doing a garage sale, so I gotta uh we gotta do this one a little quicker and then um be selling off some stuff. I got a lot of furniture and some things that we're selling off. So I'll go post a little garage sale signs. Hopefully I'll make, you know, at least, at least a thousand. Um, Cause I'm selling a washer and dryer and some other things. So got a lot of interest, but we'll see how that goes. You know, nice little, nice little uh, influx of cash there. And uh, we're going to offer you a smooth $5 per washer and dryer. <laughs> you know, how, you know how people be at garage sales, man. Like, well, you take five. <laughs> This, this is junk. You see that scratch right there? Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll give you five. That's it. I'm, I'm giving you a deal, you know? Yeah, and you have to deliver it for me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully take that little bit of cash and then we'll uh, go do something with it. Um, no, I'm not sure. We'll, we'll see. But uh, should be good times. Um, other than that, you know, I'm still studying for my test. I'm taking it next week, my real estate exam. So nice. um, I got some more studying to do and then we'll... Uh, we'll uh, be off to the races hopefully so hopefully a first time pass and then then we're done and then uh get get together and uh start doing this uh, this this real estate selling and and buying and and things like that for other people so yep. be pretty fun so today's guest uh we have a great guest we have a single uh we, we have a single active duty soldier who bought his first uh duplex and he did it without bah so this is going to be a great episode. Um, it's pretty interesting, man. We we talk about uh, we we talk about a lot here. How he did it. Uh, his name is Paul, and he just he just you know starting his journey off early. So it's uh, think, good stuff. I think that's the biggest thing is uh, you know most of us talk about oh how we wish we could have started earlier, and this young gentleman is showing exactly what that looks like at the age of twenty years old. He, he was able to figure out the financing process. He had an accountability partner to hold him, hold him down. He had a nice little role model, his older brother. And he decided ultimately to take action, even battling through analysis paralysis and all that good stuff. He was able to acquire a property. Now get this, some people will call this a home run. Some people call it a base hit. Regardless, he understood the whole process and he still walked away with a triple digit return on his money. That's the power of a homeowner occupied loan, especially the VA home loan. So it's, you know, this is going to be crazy. And, I, and uh, the energy that he gives out and the nuggets that he's dropping for young people to get started is priceless, man. So I'm ready to get started with it. I have a feeling it's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, 
commanders and single soldiers out there like you know kind of battling it out and, and single soldiers getting getting some more uh some more property here in the future after they listen to this episode because uh he, he really kind of explains how to go about it and how to do it how to do it the right way so it'll be a great listen um and with that uh stay tuned hey how's it going this is dan Wynn and mike glassby and this is the military cash flow podcast where we teach service members how to build wealth and create passive cash flow through real estate. We cover real deals, real numbers, and real lessons learned from other successful investors. Now, whether you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, we need you to like, share, and subscribe. Now, let's get started creating this military cash flow. What's going on, military cash flow? Today, we got a special guest, Paul Farmer. He's a 20 year old. 20-year-old active duty Army service member, and he just got his first duplex. And we're going to talk about it all. He's uh, he's just crushing the game right now. So uh, thanks for coming to the show, Paul. Really appreciate it. Um, tell us about yourself, who you are, where you're from, what you're doing. Uh, yeah, Dan. Um, thank you, Dan and Mike, uh, for, you know, getting me the opportunity to get on your podcast and to show my story. Um a little bit about myself. Um, so my name is Paul Farmer. I'm 20 years old, um, active duty in the Army, stationed at Fort Riley, Kansas. Um, I went to uh, high school at Cleveland. So I was born and raised in, well, born in Philadelphia and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. And I played a couple of sports, you know, high school football um, in, in high school and um, kind of like a student athlete. Um, I knew, I, well, I had a couple of... Um, college uh, scholarships to play ball but I knew um, I wasn't ready to do that because I didn't want to waste other people's money on on me because I knew I wasn't ready to like give it my whole my, my all so I wasn't going to let them waste their money on me um, so I joined right after high school I graduated high school in May joined basic training in June um, and it's already been two and a half years since I've been in the service already and um that's about it. I'm a 15 Papa. Um, I'm an aviation operations specialist. So I work on uh, flight operations. I do flight tracking. Um, and I talk to pilots on the radio. Um, so I don't really have a, too much of a backstory. Um, I'm super young. So usually I see in your interviews, they talk about a couple of deals, but this is my first one. So let me ask, let me ask you, man, because <clears throat> what you just said was a very mature thought that doesn't come across many 18, 19, 17 year olds. You said that you've turned down scholarships to join the military. Walk us through what, what that kind of decision point looked like for you. Cause I know personally, I, I was gonna join the military, but I was like, I need, if I get a scholarship, I'm yeah. dipping. So what was your yeah. thought process? So uh, with those scholarships, so I played football. Um, I had a couple of um, scholarships. It wasn't no, any full ride or anything like that. Um, but it's still an opportunity to go on the next level to, to demonstrate uh, my play. Um, but I knew because um, th- during high school, I had a couple of like going through some adversity, like my coach, uh, my senior coach, he had passed away um, uh, due to uh, colon cancer. So um, I knew that kind of messed my head up, like because I was focused. I used to go to honors classes, I had AP classes, you know, I was on the right track to go um, to college. But as soon as that happened, like, I just kind of, like, lost the motivation. Um, and I knew um, that I didn't want to waste. Me, personally, I'm, like, the type of person that if you give me an opportunity, I'll take it, and I will go 100% through it all. 
Um, and I seen those scholarships coming in. I'm like, I'm not ready for it. I won't, I won't give it, I won't give it all, uh, my all. So I decided I'm like, the best thing right now is to go to the military. Um, cause one, I can travel. Um, two, I'm young, so I can just mess up if I mess up. And then three, I can get back on that discipline and, you know, get back on mo- getting motivated. Um, cause the army will make sure that, you know, you're motivated every day. Um, so that was kind of like the decision for me. False motivation is better than no motivation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Okay. Yeah, that's a very that's a very insightful thought, man. Um, there's a lot of kids that uh say, and I'm not calling you a kid by any means, but I'm just saying there's a lot of people coming out of high school um, that uh, they'll do anything to avoid the military, right? And right. so you decided, hey, out of the alternatives, I think my best option is to join the military for some very legitimate reasons, not for the uh, the the coined to serve my nation, right? And nothing wrong with that, but a lot right. of people will say that and we all know that that's really a false statement. There's some other underlying motivation and yours is very clear. You wanted a little bit more guidance, a little bit more discipline. So I think that's a very mature thought for you to have at, at such a, a pivotal or a pivotal point. I can't speak to that well, at a very important point in your life. So kudos yeah. to that one. Appreciate that, Mike. And dude, that's crazy. So. How did we, uh, so we decided to get into the military. It seems like you, you might've had like a deliberate plan because you were saying, hey, I'm not really ready for college right now. Um, I'm not really, you know, gonna be, be focused and be able to put in my all. Uh, so what was, your, what was your plan joining the military, right? I know you said you wanted discipline, but I imagine that you had some kind of plan. And then how did that lead to, how did that lead to real estate? Yeah, so um, my brother, actually, he's a sergeant first class in the army. Um, and I haven't seen him growing up, um, a whole lot, but I seen the pictures that he used to send to my mom and me, it was just like, he would go on trips, um, and show everything around the whole country. And, um, so I knew if I joined the army, I kind of was going to be like my big brother, like, you know, traveling, um, seeing all different types of places. And, um, I had joined and, um, what I wanted to see was, uh, my main goal, I was going to do 20 years, 20 years, as soon as I enlisted. Um, and that was kind of like fading away every like quarter of the month in the military. Uh, so uh, I knew like I didn't want to work the rest of my life to enjoy the remaining um, of my lifespan. So um, I knew when I joined at 18, I joined at 18, uh, 20 years from now, I was going to be 30, 38. So I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. But um, since... Um, I deployed, so I, a little backstory to military. Um, so when I joined in 2018, 2019, I got to my first duty station at Fort Riley. And luckily my brother is stationed at the same spot as me. So I kind of was like, um, you know, kind of like fortunate enough to have my brother here and he already had invested in real estate. So he already had about six properties um, that he had. And I used to go to his house every day, well, every weekend after work um, on Fridays, come to his house and just stay the, stay the, the night. And uh, I remember we used to drive and he was closing on a property, a triplex, he had bought a triplex. And he was telling me, um, you know, if you ever wanna invest in, in uh, real estate, get multifamily. I'm like, well, what's the, what's the whole point of it? Like, and he was telling me how like, you know, you live in one side, the other people are paying off the mortgage and plus you can cash, you know, the rest of the money. And uh, so we went on deployment about 
in February, we went to Iraq in support of Operation Inherent Resolve. Uh, and um, my brother told me to read Rich Dad Poor Dad while I was down there. And um, so I read that book and it completely changed my whole thought process of how, you know, I can turn like my active money into passive income. Um, and just uh, how things work with when it comes to taxes and especially with real estate, um, just buying it and holding it and see the, the outcome of it and building generational wealth, um, not just for you, but your whole family down the tree. Um, so that kind of brought me, that kind of lit the fire for me uh, with real estate. And um, after that, it was like the first two months in um, Iraq. And after that, I started ordering more books about real estate and how money works. And um, I just kept going and going. And uh, me and uh, my friend Juan um, that you guys interviewed already, we were deployed together. And um, we would just be trading books, switching books. I'll give him a book. He'll give me his book that he read. Um, and we kind of like, you know, kept each other accountable. And um, we came back in November and um, of 2019. And then I was kind of stuck in that pair of uh, the, what it, the paralysis? paralysis. Yes, that. So I was stuck in that for like 10 months. Um, and I didn't know, I kind of had an, a, a plan, but I was just scared to like, you know, actually do it. Cause I'm like, I'm single. I'm in the barracks, like there's a lot of stress for me that I was thinking to myself. Um, and Juan, he had uh, called me, he's like, hey, I'm looking for a house. Um, I think you should like, you know, start looking for it too because I'm, I'm ready to uh, buy a house. I'm like, yeah, but I'm single soldier, I'm in the barracks. Like they won't, they, I'm not gonna, they're not gonna let me do it. And um, he was like, man, just try it. Cause I got approved for the VA loan. And um, I'm like, you know what? Like, I don't know what I'm waiting for. It's like. If I don't, if it doesn't get approved, it doesn't get approved, but at least I know instead of thinking about it. So um, I called a, a local lender and uh, I said, do you guys do VA loans? He's like, yeah. And uh, so I got approved for the VA loan as a single soldier without BAH. And that kind of lit the fire for me. So then what I did, I started looking around um, areas from where Juan was buying the houses and I used to um, called the the realtors that they posted their bandit signs in front of the houses. And I used to call them. I called about seven of them and um, said, hey, I'm Paul. Um, I already got pre-approved for the VA loan and I'm just interested in um, buying a, a property. And, uh, you know, out of those seven, I called about four of them replied back. Um, and like three of them kind of like uh like was consistently giving to the uh, giving me uh, like feedback, and I had texted my brother, like, hey, did you know any um, realtor um, around the area? And they gave me one, and her name is Victoria Berlin, um, and she's amazing. Like we clicked off like that, and uh, we started off. I seen about three houses with her, and um, I she found this property that I bought um, off market, and that was the. It only took two months for the whole process. I started in October of 2020 and uh, I closed on the property December 31st, 2020. Nice, man. So I got a couple, I got a couple questions. The first thing, you know, you're looking for a realtor. I'm just going to 
throw out a plug, you should have went to militarycashflow.com, you know, so, <laughs> so, so, you know, we bet, we bet realtors for people just like that, you know, so we bet realtors, just like you said, you reached out to, I think seven and only three replied. I mean, that that's pretty much uh, what we do for free for other service members uh, to avoid all that pain. I think what well, it sounds like you went through eight realtors to finally find one, right? Well, we can yeah buy that for you. If you uh, just go to militarycashflow.com, tell us what you're looking for. We literally call, we vet, and we make sure uh, that realtors understand the, you know, the importance of um, an investment property, the numbers behind the investment property, and then also that are military uh, friendly as well. So that's one. Two, I'm noticing, it looks like you yeah, got the background right uh, right there. I'm noticing your background. It seems like you're in the barracks, right? These, so, yes, these are the barracks. So so if you so if you are in the barracks, right, and you just bought a you said you just bought a duplex, right? Yes. How is that how's that working? What what's what's so that? um so with me, so since I got so I didn't get a BAH, um I still technically have a barracks room. But the only reason why I'm here today is because I was packing um most of everything to the house. Um, because I am living in there. Um most of my stuff is at the other house. But um Plus, I'm painting, I'm remodeling on the other side of the, the property. Um, so I kind of didn't want to have like, uh, you know, paint and all that stuff, all my stuff. So I'm kind of like in and out. But I, I, I'm living in the, uh, in the barracks. I will say this. Many people don't know this. Uh, a lot of, uh, even some officers may not even be aware, but a lot of civilians aren't aware of this. If you are an E5, which is a sergeant in the army, E5 or below, you do not receive BAH if you're single. Yep. And that is one of the biggest hurdles that junior enlisted face because I was the same issue. Now you're four years ahead of me because I didn't buy my first property until I was 24. I was an E5 at the time. And I was searching for a house, got VA approved and all that other good stuff, but my, I was not going to receive BAH until I reached E6. So that is a hurdle within itself. What yeah. was your, what was your decision? Because so many people said, why would you go do that when you got a free barrack? You know, you got a place to stay for yeah. free. What was your decisive point to say, nah, screw the BAH? So with me, I always, I love money and I love, um, you know, getting, getting money uh, and saving money. And, um, I knew in the army, a lot of young soldiers, they get married for money. Um, and I knew me personally, I wasn't gonna get married um, at, at a young age. Uh, plus that that's just a whole mess down the road with that. Um, and plus anyone who lives in the, in the barracks knows about the barracks. Like it's, it can, it can really be a, a killer for everyone uh, with, you know, just having, like just knowing the fact that your NCO or anyone can just come in your in your room and your living area and just check it whenever they want to. Um, it can be uninspected. Um, like you don't have to tell you nothing at all. They just pop up and then they're doing a room inspection. Um, so that kind of like lit the fire for me because I didn't I didn't want to do all that and I just hate the fact that you know someone can come in anytime and I have to be there and just open the door for them. Um, so uh, that's why I decided. Because usually it is, that's correct, with E5 and below, if you don't receive, if you're single, you live in the barracks. Um, and that was kind of why I was hesitant to um, apply for the VA loan, because usually you have to, usually whoever buys the VA loan, they're usually married. And I didn't really know single soldiers could do it. Um, and uh, I got approved. So and that kind of like just took off. I'm like, you know what, I'm getting out the barracks. I just want to highlight that point. 
single soldier E5 and below was approved for a VA loan. That's yep. all I'm going to say. So for everybody out there that thinks that that's a, uh, <clears throat> you know, the myth is now busted. Oh, I'm, I'm an E3 and I can't afford it. That's absolute bullshit. Obviously, it depends on a lot of things, right? Credit score, yeah. debt, income, and all that other good stuff. But nonetheless, it is possible. So if you are interested in it, guys, go out there and at least speak to a lender to see if you qualify. Yeah, um, that is true. Um, I'll add on to that, too, as well, is that, um, you know, it was going to be a struggle for me to um, get approved as a single soldier. But with me, I made sure that I was in the right in the right situation. So uh, when I was in Iraq, I'm in 2019, I worked uh, consistently on my credit score. Um, so credit for me was like the king of all. Um, to me personally, credit, if you're not, if you don't have good credit, you're basically like a, you're just someone just walking around. They're not really, no one's really paying attention to you. If you have good credit, you know, everyone wants your attention. Uh, so I knew, I knew early in the game that if you want to, if I want to go somewhere, I need to be financially stable. So uh, I was working hesitant on my credit score while I was in Iraq. And plus the, the Iraq money, the, uh, I came back, I went, I went to Iraq as a PV2, came back as a PFC and I had about 25,000 saved up. So um, that kind of helped out too as well. Um, but more to it is that I didn't use that whole 25 because I was a PF, uh, PFC in the army. So I kind of, you know, I spent money. Um, but when I started the whole process, um, they didn't even really, how you say, I didn't have that 25. I put it invested in stocks, but I started off with that with like three or 4,000 in my savings account when they checked my little debt to income. But I, cause me personally credit for me, I have a credit card, but I don't have, I don't have debt. You know what I'm saying? I had less than $200 that I owed. And how long, how long were you in Iraq? Uh, nine months. So you were there nine months, came back with 25 grand. You ain't buy a, a charger? Oh, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing too, is that um, a lot of people, um, I've noticed that a lot of soldiers um, who are E5 and below that live in the barracks, they say they can't do this, they can't do that um, financially, but if they look at the expenses that they, they have, they just blowing it. And me personally, I like, I like, I love having money. Just knowing I have money in my, in my bank account or knowing I have money in my pocket, that's the drive for me. And I guess, um, you know, if you, if they're, if they're able to realize that if you just hold on to the, the gratification and like, you know, just wait, just a couple, one or two years, you'll, you'll be able to buy that charter, that Ford, that pickup truck um, down the road and have your assets pay for that. Your assets pay for your liabilities because of delayed gratification. Yes, completely agree. All right, let's take a quick break. I hope you're enjoying this awesome episode. If this episode has got you pumped up and you're looking for more ways to learn, network, and take action, make sure you go over to www.militarycashflow.com where we're doing our absolute best to provide our military community with tons of value. Here's just a few things you'll find when you go to militarycashflow.com. You'll find our books. You'll find the Military Cashflow Facebook group where we have thousands of new and experienced military investors networking and asking and answering questions. You'll find our Military Cashflow real estate investing course that teaches you everything you need to know to buy a cash flowing producing asset. We teach you how to find the deal, how to analyze, how to renovate, how to build your team and maintain that property. 
you'll find our one-on-one coaching programs. And when you're ready to start taking action and invest, or you're looking just to PCS, we'll even vet and find an investor and military-friendly realtor in your area at zero cost to you. So make sure you head over to www.militarycashflow.com to get access to all these great tools. And lastly, and I would almost say most importantly, make sure you share this information with another military member that might find it valuable. All right. And with that said, let's get back into this episode. What you, you mentioned a lot of different things that built you up to this level of confidence. And uh, I wrote them all down here, but you had, you had some influence from family members your brother, very specifically, that kind of gave you that guidance. Great. You started reading books. Then you became an avid learner from that point on. You was just digesting books. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And you had an accountability partner. I think that's probably the biggest uh, um, catalyst. You know, maybe not for you, but I know for me personally, when I get an accountability partner, oh, the game changes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then from there, you did all that research, even though you had a little analysis paralysis, you were still learning. You still had that accountability partner. And that accountability partner said, man, just go in and just do it. And you yeah. said, all right, cool. You got your stuff together. Went to that yeah. commander and said, sir, let me get this. Yeah. And that's the thing with having someone that can keep you accountable is that because um, me and him were both going through it, but we were like with, with Juan, he's just so like, he, he's into everything. And um, me personally, I'm like more of a real estate and I was getting into stocks too. So we were kind of messing around with um, the stock market and stuff like that, especially with the whole pandemic. So that's another reason why we kind of like took a side of real estate because there was money in, in, the, um, in the stock market. Um, but having someone to have you account, like gives you accountable is like the game changer, like you said, because um, honestly, he told me like, what are you with? Like, just do it. Like, just go ahead and like, get the approval or just ask for it. And um, I'm like, you know, what am I waiting for? I told myself that I'm like, what am I waiting for? Um, so I'm like, yeah, let's just do it. And then after that, the the momentum just kept on going. So give us a, give us a breakdown on the deal, man. Uh, give us a breakdown on the deal. How do you find it? You know, how, how, I mean, I kind of, kind of know how you found it. Uh, you kind of touched on that a little bit, but you know, uh, we know how you finance it, but like, what, what are the numbers look like? What is it? what does all that look like for you and how is it improving? How is it going to improve your situation, especially if you're doing it uh, without BAH? Yeah. So, um, all right. So for the deal, uh, so my agent, uh, my realtor, she had found the property November 4th. So remember the day, November 4th, 2020. Um, she showed me this um, property off market and it's a duplex. Uh, one side has an attached two car garage and the other one is just, um, it doesn't have the, it's more smaller, but it doesn't have a garage either. Um, and both of them have their own separate backyards and all that. And it was listed for 165 um, at that moment. And um, I was kind of hesitant. We seen the property. The property was because they were moving out the tenant that, that used to live there. And they lived there for like 10 years, I, I was told. Um, so the house was kind of like had smoke um, debris on the ceilings. And all that, I'm like, I don't know what the heck I'm looking at. Like, this is this is a this is kind of nasty. Um, and my agent told me that the seller is not going to sell it yet because they're going to do a full remodel on the side that has the two car garage. So, um, like, completely, that was a game changer for me and like how powerful like real estate can be. Um, because with that remodel, they put uh, you know vinyl wood, uh, vinyl flooring on the on the whole floor. Um, throughout the whole uh, house, 
new kitchen cabinets, new appliances on both sides. Um, so brand new appliances. Um, and um, I was kept running the numbers. So the rent before was, uh, so once with the attached garage door, it was at about 1100. And then on the other side that I'm currently living in, um, that was rented out for 750. Um, this as is. Um, and I knew with that remodeling that they're doing on that side, uh, I was going to raise rent to either 1270, like 1200 to like 1300 that time, that, that frame. Uh, and plus I wasn't doing the work. So I told my agent before we found that property, I wanted to get a property, a duplex or multifamily that needed some work, but not a whole bunch of work. So with that, with the seller actually remodeling that whole side, the other side was already rent ready. It just needed to touch up on paint and a new flooring. Um, so we closed on the deal December 31st and it took two months because of the whole remodeling phase um, that the house was going through. And I was always doing my numbers. I looked at so many YouTube videos on how to calculate, you know, your, the rental income, the cash flow, And um, I was doing all my numbers and just playing with the numbers and um, I realized even when the, with the VA loan, like my, my, all, my return on investment was gonna be in like triple digits. Um, so um, I kind of was hesitant. So I told my brother, um, since he was already into, you know, real estate, I showed him the, the, the papers that I had and the numbers. He said, yeah, it's a pretty good deal to have, especially for a, start, a starter, um, like a rookie in the game. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't know what I have here, but I was like scratching my head. I'm like, and my heart started just pumping because like, I don't know if I hit a home run or like, it was just gonna be a good a good one. So um, I kept running through the numbers and playing with it. And I, I started getting the cash flow about 550 to uh, 400 bucks um, of cash flow a month after everything was um, paid for and like saved up like with the repairs, the CapEx, the vacancy and all that stuff. And plus it's right off post. Um, so it's like a military um, neighborhood. So I knew the vacancy wasn't going to be that um, that high. Uh, so we ran the numbers um, and we closed on the house. So I bought the house for one ninety five. They put to they put about twenty five thousand into the the uh, the remodeling phase. So um, that was kind of where I kind of was hesitant and wish I could have like a lesson that I learned was uh you know negotiate is the is the best way to go. Cause um, they, I knew that they were going to ask for 195 in the after they finished it with the, re, the rephasing, but um, I, my first offer was 185 with 5,000 in closing costs, um, and the the seller he renegotiated, he counter offered, and he said 200,000. I'm like, why are you going up? Like this makes no sense. So I started getting scared, and I plus I was doing the numbers consistently, and I seen like the profit just with having it at 195. Um, so I knew I wasn't gonna start off with equity, um, like instant equity, but I knew like I can just build that equity with the cash flow and like put it into principal. So um, I'm like, you know what? I might as well just stick with the 195 because I didn't want to. I didn't want to lose this one. So um, I said 195. We got it done. Um, and now I have a tenant that's moving in next month on the, the side that got remodeled, and that's already paying off my mortgage. Or I have to pay twenty five dollars out of my own pocket to keep up with the mortgage and the property management. Nice. So you're so you're and you rent it out for what you said twelve fifty. Uh, no, so I rent it. So that's another thing too. I was, 
I was hesitant. I didn't know what was the the right the right rent um, numbers to put it out. Your realtor didn't looking help with that. Your realtor didn't help. So with they did. Um, the thing was for me is that I knew I, me personally, I didn't want to be greedy. Um, and plus, I didn't how you say it? I didn't want to just think about fully about the money. I just want to think about the whole process of real estate and how as an investor I can grow from it. So I wasn't trying to be um, you know, greedy with the money because I knew the money's gonna come down the road. Um, so I'm like, okay, so how can I make sure that this house will get filled with the right with the right family and um, they'll they'll love it and they'll make sure that they keep it intact. In so I was playing with the rent um, on that side. So I started off with 1300 I maxed it out. And uh, it took about like one week and I was like so hesitant, like why is no one picking it up? Why is no one picking it up? A lot of people were viewing the house, but it's just like no one was saying like, you know, um, I'm okay with the rent. Like, all right, cool. I dropped it down to 1275. Even more people started showing up. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll be, we're going somewhere. And I'm like, you know what? Um, I started getting off to my mortgage payment and I, I had to take, I had to pay the first mortgage by myself. I'm like, all right, now it's time to start thinking about, you know, <laughs> I ain't trying to waste all the money um, that I have up because I knew this house can be rented out quick. So I'm like, all right, so let me just put it for 1200 and right when I put it on 1200, two days later, we got someone um, approved. They checked the background on it and they're in the military too. Um, and they're coming in, um, they're in, they're in a different station um, and they're coming in. So they're gonna be here for about three years, hopefully um, if they don't have any other orders. So that's three years of rent already that's paying for my mortgage. Um, and plus on the other side, um, it was rented at 750. But me, I already painted the full, um, I painted the whole house inside on the walls um, and I'm putting new carpet um, next week. And um, I'm raising the rent for that one to, it was 750 with the, 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 the previous uh, rent, but now I raised it up to seven, 975. So um, the reason why for that too is well, because they have new appliances as well. Um, it's a three bedroom, two bath on both sides. It's just the one that the attached garage has a, it's more big, it's bigger in size. And plus they, they both have a, their own backyard and stuff like that. So 975 with me would, would work. Uh, and that's honestly uh, a good price to put that property at. Yeah, you'll be cash flowing nice with that one, man. I, one of the things that you said um, that really stuck out that I think the audience needs to hear is, uh, <clears throat> is, Sorry, I drew a blank. Here it is right here. <clears throat> you thought about the whole process. You weren't worried about just one aspect. So you talked about how you offered 185. They countered at two, 205, whatever the case is. Cool. yippee ki -yay. But you said, hey, 195 will work. It'll still work. I'd rather get something than worry about a home run. I'd rather get a base hit than a home run. Right. Then you thought about the rent. You was like, all right, well, 1300 well, hell, now I'm paying out of pocket. Okay, okay, 1200 of work, right? And so ultimately in the grand scheme of things, your return is still in the triple digits. Yeah. That's why I tell everybody, when you're looking at real estate, as long as you define a criteria for you, if you had said, hey, I just need my return to be 15%, 20%, then as long as you run the numbers and it meets that, you're good to go. Yeah. Just, it's still in the triple digits, right? Yeah. So I think that's super important for people to understand. It's not about getting the best deal every single time. It's the consistency of acquiring deal after deal that'll get you to your financial freedom and all that other stuff. So kudos yeah. to you for that, for having that mindset, man. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. But yeah, um, for me, yeah, I, I see- I, Go ahead, go ahead, you're good. Go ahead. <laughs> 
Um, I just wanted, I just wanted to make sure that, like, me personally, that um, I was doing the right thing because me personally, after the army, after I get out the army, I want to um, put my whole, my whole way of life into real estate. So I want to build a real estate empire for myself. So I knew with this um, start, it's going to be the foundation for me, knowing that okay, if this doesn't work, okay, how can I make sure that I, I can be able to produce at this level or get that same amount of return back on another uh, uh, deal or anything like that. Okay. Yeah, That's- man. Excellent. So, so you got, so you, right now you're collecting $1,200 in rent. It's probably going to be for the next three years. When, when does that, that person move in? Um, in March, mid-March. So, but he's already paid the first months. Uh, I assume. No. So with the, with the mid-March, so I'm only going to, with my property management, um, they did like this since they're coming in mid-March, they like pay half of the, the rent. Okay. Um, yeah. But plus they have a, yeah. So they have a, also they have a pet too and I allow pets, but with a deposit. Um, and it's not refundable. So, um, but for April, they'll give me the full rent. Um, so from, from April on, um, it'll be 1200 every month. Okay. So you're man. are you managing it yourself? Uh, no, I made sure that for me personally, um, I wasn't going to have that stress because I've seen a lot of YouTube videos. Um, they said, you know, my, why, why not just pay, um, you know, 10% of the rent or a hundred dollars. Um, to have someone that main job is to make sure that stress is not there around you. Um, because, uh, honestly, like I'm just getting into real estate. So I don't really know. I'm not a handyman. I just know YouTube. Um, but that, that property management, they know, they know the area too. So they know what's the best one or who, who to hire or who to call when it, when it comes to fixing things. So, um, I knew that having a property management would be the best option. And plus while I'm living there, I don't want the tenant to know that I'm the owner because for me, I feel like if they see a 20 year old living them, they know that's the owner. And I'm like, I'm giving this guy the rent. Um, so that was another factor into it. And also, um, I just knew that having a property manager is the best way to go personally, because if I go on deployment or rotation or anything like that, I have that house covered and I make sure that it's in good shape. All right. So either way, you're just coming out $25 out of pocket or yeah, I think your mortgage is twelve twenty five, right? So, so my mortgage payment is eleven oh five. Okay, eleven oh five. Property management with the property management is about twenty five dollars, twenty to five to thirty dollars um, a month. And even and I made I started playing with the numbers with that too as well. Is that for this whole year, um, if I if I if I don't go on rotation or anything like that, and I have to live in a house, um, I would only pay three hundred dollars a year to keep up with the mortgage um, out of my pocket. Um, so, and that's way better than having a whole 1100 um, times yeah. that by 12. So I'm not trying to do all that. But good thing too, with that is that the, the way I set everything up, I'm actually going on rotation soon. Um, and um, I'm able to rent the other side out. So that's why I'm trying to get everything done and rent, um, get the carpet in and the paints and all that stuff in. So that by the time I'm leaving, I hire a property management to manage that company. And then while I'm gone, that's when I start seeing the cash flow while I'm um, overseas. Dude, this is this is literally the quickest entryway to accelerating your wealth is using a homeowner occupied loan. It's a house hack and a property where you're going to be living there, chilling out of the barracks, having your freedom. Right. Yep. And then all of a sudden when you deploy, because honestly, that's what the military does. Right. We're going to put you on assignment, put you on rotation, whatever the case is. 
the VA loan clearly states if you are on rotation that you could occupy that extra space, right, while you're gone. So boom, now you're written out that other side and you got a place to come back to, maybe short-term rental, maybe something like that. You got a yeah. place to come back to and then lay your head and you can cash flow. And this yeah. is just one of many more because next year you could do it again. And yeah. when you change assignment or duty stations, you could do it again. So I love, I love that mindset, man. And now there's a lot of information on this, on this podcast. And I think a lot of junior enlisted or just younger folks in general are really going to appreciate some of the insight. So if you had one piece of advice, as we start to wrap this up, what's one piece of advice that you would give uh, somebody who's looking to get started in real estate? Uh, one piece of advice that I would give someone is uh, one, educate yourself, like invest in yourself. Um, so start reading books, start listening to YouTube. YouTube is the, the best university you can ever um, attend. What's your favorite channel, by the way? I'm just curious. Oh, Military Cash. Oh, okay, all right, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Keep going, man. My bad. No, it, so with YouTube, like, it's crazy that, like, the power of YouTube, because, you know, you, I can see, you know, Military Cash Flow's channel. I can see other people, other investors' um, channel. And, like, I get pieces from each and every one of you, and I put it, apply it to myself. And make sure that that works for me. And if it works for me, then I can demonstrate it to someone else. So um, definitely invest in yourself, like reading books, um, listening to podcasts um, and watching YouTube videos and also just making sure that you're financially stable, um, working on your, your, your credit, um, work, making sure that you don't have no debt or low um, debt because that debt to income ratio um, will help infect, um, especially if you don't have um, BAH as an income, uh, as a single soldier, so um, having like, you know, if you don't owe a lot of money, either to a credit card or a car payment, um, that's the best way to go. All right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, thanks. Thanks so much for coming on the show. You just dropped a lot of knowledge. Just like Mike said, man, this is going to be a super value add to any of the uh, the junior listings out there that's, that's maybe living in the barracks and thinking about trying to do the same thing. Um, it is a way to uh, to start really accelerating your wealth. Uh, so it's just amazing. And, and I love your story. It's, it's just, it's just awesome. Um, to wrap everything up, you know, um, if you're, if you're watching this right now on YouTube, make sure you hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell. So you can get more of this dope behind content. Um, also, if you listen to it on podcast, leave us an honest review. Um, also jo come join the Facebook group. We got, uh, we just hit over 2000 people on the Facebook group, man, not, not too long ago. So that's, it's a, uh, we're very, very thankful for each and every single service member in the group, asking questions, you know, getting, uh, getting after it. Um, Paul's in the, in the group as well. So you guys can reach out to him. If you have any more questions, I'm sure he'll be uh, answering questions there as well. Um, and with that, um, this is Dan Wynn. Mike Glaspie. Signing off. <laughs>